Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. Hey, it's Princess Havoc, your favorite BBW adult star and host of Causing Havoc, along with the fabulous Bobby Lucas, where we talk about anything and everything. Come follow the dopamine with us Sundays at noon, now with video, part of the Premium Smoke Room family and streaming exclusively on Anchor and Spotify. Run, don't walk to subscribe now. For only $4.99 a month, you get my show and for other great shows as well. See you there. Mwah. Yeah, you move fast. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Doing good, I'm doing good. Multitasking a little bit, because it's in the morning. It's Sunday morning. It's Father's Day. It's Juneteenth. It's every every damn thing today. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I really appreciate you um, taking the time to to reschedule last minute like that. I really apologize, but I know everyone's like, oh, it's Father's Day. There's so much stuff going on. But <laughs> nah, just there's the life of a podcast. It's it's no different than like even with porn. Because sometimes, like people may have to cancel last minute, or because things happen, you know, people, yep. people forget that we do have a life outside of porn. We have kids, we have jobs, we have families. Some of us are married, you know. Um, we just have to betray that we're single or available to get the money. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. And sometimes, and you know, it's one of those things that, especially when you have to reschedule. Um, you know, there's obviously a right way to go about it. You want to make sure that, you know, you you try to give people as much notice as you possibly can. Sometimes those things, though, they do end up being a last-minute situation or an emergency situation like me on Friday. <laughs> but, you know, you, you make it work. And then when that happens, you know, you open yourself up to, okay, well, it was me that canceled, so I'm going to work around what works best for you because, you know... Yeah. So I appreciate it very much. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Because like I said, I mean, the way I look at it, as long as you're still interested in doing this interview, then I'm always interested in having you on, you know, period. Because, I mean, to keep it frank, I'm not paying anybody for this. This is out of love, you know. And and I want to say thank you. And I'm blessed to have you on here, especially the fact that she's a plumper pass girl. So... And we love our former <laughs> past girls here on this show. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! And and like I said, I do my research. What have you? Uh, how many times have you worked with Pumper Pass? Um, I've worked with Pumper Pass a total of three times. I'm hoping to work with them again soon. I keep bugging. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm back because I've taken a, a bit of a break for a while. Um, so I'm hoping that time number four will be coming around soon. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Wait a second, you got a little bit of a, an accent. Where, where you from, darling? 
Yeah, I'm originally from the UK. Um, I moved to the uh, States when I was 17. I just kind of up and moved. I was like, yeah, I want to do something different. I always crack a joke that I saw the Will Smith music video, Welcome to Miami. And I was like, obviously, yeah. I need to move to Miami. <laughs> but, yeah. I just wanted to change your pace and had some life changes that occurred when I was over there. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if the grass is greener on the other side. And up oh my left. god see that that's interesting because um because i was listening i was like she got like an english accent it's like you ain't completely americanized just yet <laughs> no, I, it's funny because when i speak to anyone from the uk they're like oh you sound like such a yank and then when i speak to people from here in the, in the states they're like oh my god i love it can you say tea can you say harry potter so it's kind of oh my like, god <laughs> oh that is on who I'm talking to. <laughs> yes, I love. I'm sorry. I love English accents. I'm sorry. That's just that <laughs> Scottish. Just the whole UK, all their accents, especially because I watch the wrestling from over there a lot. Oh mm-hmm. God, I just, just love it. Just love it. So look, let me do these particulars, and we can get this interview on the road. Okay. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile today. I'm your host, Kevin Arvis of the Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find me everywhere with one link, allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star. I need to tell you about three wonderful sponsors, the first one being the Facebook and LS community, lsworld.com. Get yourself a profile. Next up is one of the hottest adult magazines in the game right now, Roticism Magazine. So go to roticismmagazine.com. Get yourself a monthly subscription. Get it paperback mailed to you or digital. And last but not least, for your consumers, a new place for you to consume Triple X content. And for you content creators, a place where you can get 90% profit from your sales. I'm talking about ExciteBunny.com. And did I forget to mention? They're Black-owned. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Also, go there and get some shopping done from over 500 Black-owned retailers, shops, and boutiques. I'm talking about ShopGWDistrict.com. Dot com. Also, check us out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app, which you can download on your phone or in your browser. So I'm about to shove and let this sexy, English, gorgeous, what is it, five foot ten? Yep, that's right. Of sexiness, introduce herself. Hi, thank you for having me. It's Lennox May. I'm so excited to be on. Um, so you're right, five foot ten, voluptuous goddess from the UK, living in the States, that loves to make a lot of porn and have a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, most definitely, most definitely. So it's like when a lot of people, like when they meet you at first, if they hadn't heard you speak, how surprised they are of the accent. Oh, in Miami, ridiculously surprised because what I get a lot because I'm, I have a slightly caramel complexion. A lot of people think that I'm like I'm Hispanic. So they'll come to me and speak to me in Spanish. And I know what I like to call survival Spanish, which is yeah. por favor. That's it. So <laughs> like, so I tell people I don't speak any Spanish and they look at me like, what? you're not Spanish? I'm like, no, I'm from the UK. They're like, oh. So what's your ethnicity? Um, So my mother is Scottish and my father is New York Italian. So I get... Uh, So so, so you're Italian, um, Scottish. 
Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, see, yeah, because I tell female females that have like a look that can pass for any ethnicity. Like, shoot, you can pass for black almost. You know, pretty honestly, and it's a, it's actually, it's a good thing and welcome more so in the porn industry and acting than probably anything else in the world. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny because I'm one of those girls too, where like, oh, you know, when you're filling out forms and it, it tells you like check your box. If there's not another box or, yeah. or, or mixed, I just look at it like I don't know what to check. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I choose here? There's no good choice. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, no, it definitely works out for me in the industry because I feel like I can kind of fit in a lot of different categories that way. Yeah, um, yeah so I am very blessed oh and lucky. I, I'll be having you. No, nah, you you be like me, you work together. You be we be doing straight English shit. Like you exchange <laughs> student, all that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that English accent to work. Shit. Have you over for high tea? <laughs> oh yeah, I have you play a secret agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The female bond. <laughs> The female BBW bond. Who is she? Lennox. Um, so currently, <laughs> right now, I weigh two hundred and fifty-three pounds because I just weighed myself actually yesterday. Mm. Yeah, I'm at two fifty-three. So it's kind of funny because when you because I'm tall, I it, yeah. I carry it in a very in a strange way where I don't look as big as some other girls who weigh two fifty-three, uh. but I also don't really want to get bigger i was never really i wasn't a bbw a part of the bbw community in regards to porn until after i had my child mm. um surprisingly prior to that i was never skinny but i was never big enough to be classed as bbw either like you, i you, i would have never have shot for plumper passing i would have been yeah. they would have told me no <laughs> so. no you, you probably was thick what, what, what we would call a thick girl it's like yeah. you, you you right there in that cushion between bbw and small girl yeah, it's like yeah. you're not big enough to be considered a BBW, but you're not small enough to be considered a small girl. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You my kind is is one of my favorite rock bands. So you my kind, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, so you run the gamut when it comes to the 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 uh, porn industry. You, I take you cam. Um, you also do adult film. Um, you pretty much have an extensive brand per se, and a lot of um, different pieces of the brand, what have you. Let's go back to the beginning. What got you into the business to begin with? Um, so to begin with, <laughs> funny story, my very first ever experience with anything adult industry related was um, for Bang Bros and Reality Kings, they actually have their own customer service, right? And so okay. I actually used to do customer service. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, which is answering the phones to women calling, what is this credit card charge for $39.95 on my card every month? And we're like, oh, it's actually an adult website. I've never subscribed to that. Uh, cancel it. Okay. And then from there, I met... Um, from there, I actually met people who did the filming from Bang Bros just through mutual people that, you know, knew them. And I met Preston. Um, and then I started moving into more PR work um, and event planning because that was something that I, I was enjoying doing anyway while I was in college. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there, started doing a little bit of camming. Um, took a break to finish my degree because I wanted to get it over and done with. Mm -hmm. Um and then went back and 
became an affiliate manager for a fetish studio that was um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida Fetish Studio, and simultaneously was camming again and was doing some content clips, but not to the extent that I I was doing once I moved into the BBW category. Mm -hmm. Um, Then once I got pregnant, I decided to stop until I had my child. I know some people love to do pregnant porn power to you. I just didn't have the confidence and absolutely hated being pregnant. <laughs> I didn't feel good. I didn't like it. So I was like, no, it's not for me. Um, so I took that break. While, and at that point, I'd finished college. So I, I was pretty much just doing some side translation gigs and stuff like that. And then after I had my son, I came back full force, full content clips, back to camming, um, got hired with Plumper Pass, started doing my pro shoots. And yeah, that's really where I'm, so, where I'm still at currently. <laughs> so so your first pro shoot was with Plumper Pass, correct? My, my first yeah. pro shoot, well, my first full like full boy girl shoot with with pump okay. I did pro fetish femdom um stuff like that but not you know any insertion clips where I was actually the one like that was being fucked you now oh, okay. so that was what happened with pump arrest but yeah no I pegged a few guys on camera was <laughs> prior to that though <laughs> I mean no you doing dom work is not a surprise because you're tall and you have big tits, and a lot of the submissives like a tall dom, especially on the BBW side. They they like that. That what they want, you know. Period. Um, so it's kind of like with you, you already the you basically covered the gambit until the last thing that was left for you was boy girl for the most part. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. Like it was one of those things. That I was very. Uh, I was unsure if that was the direction that I wanted to go, but then I enjoyed making content clips myself, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'd had my son and I was in a relationship. So I had did content with my husband. You know, I loved doing that. He cams with me sometimes from time to time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that he's a switch. So we were able to kind of create that dual side content where I could be the dominant one, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, for him, I I was comfortable with being submissive. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, finally Puzzle Pass approached me with, you know, hey, would you be interested in shooting? And I was like, okay, let me give it a shot. And I loved it. (laughs) I was like, actually, okay, fantastic. Why wasn't I doing this ages ago? And because um, I'd always seen it from, you know, behind the camera doing like the PR mm-hmm. work and run, being the affiliate manager for the Fetish Studio. But it just felt different to be the one that was on camera and to have that whole experience of like, you feel like a star. <laughs> like, you know, it was kind of like, my, like, yes, my moment. And I, I fell in love with it from there. So that was it. I was like, okay, this is me now. <laughs> Okay, okay. So let's unpack that that first shoot because, like I said, prior to this, you've been doing pretty much at the most. If there was any insertion on you, probably solo at best. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Um. So, and you also have worked behind the camera, behind the scenes. You know, you have perspective where the average just don't have. Not even the top porn stars have the perspective that you have. Honestly. Um. So now you're switching to going on a set to where you're the star, you're in front of the camera, the cameras, the lights is on you. Tell me, how did you feel? Was you nervous? 
what's some of the things that they did on set to help you relax to get ready for the scene you know period from you know meeting because i take it that uh your first scene was with who was your first scene with my first scene was with juan largo okay uh, yeah, shout she, out to juan, amazing male talent yeah, dude, he's been a time. regular for Pumper Pass forever. He is like, he is like their uh, uh, Steph Curry out this month. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. I think and, he's shot with everybody. He's at least shot with everybody that Pumper Pass has worked with at least once. Yes, definitely. And and I loved, I loved working with one. He made me feel extremely comfortable. And honestly, one of the things that really helped too, surprisingly, is getting. It sounds superficial, but you know, sitting in the chair, getting your hair and makeup done, you feel pampered, you feel like the start just kind of amps you up, gives you like this level of excitement of okay, this is about me. Um, doing the photos initially, you know, getting your photo shoot part done, and then Juan came in and Juan introduced himself, and he was an absolute gentleman, and I think that makes the key difference too. Is like he was someone who you know took the time to introduce himself and talk. I felt mm-hmm. comfortable, asked me what I was comfortable with. Um, and that's something that, you know, goes above and beyond in, in this industry, especially when, you know, consent is extremely important and making sure that your scene partner is comfortable with everything that's happening. And mm-hmm. the way that he approached that just made me feel comfortable with him. Plus, he's, you know, cute to look at in the eyes. And he's got yeah. a lovely cock. So it was like, checked off all the boxes. And yeah, and, and it was an exciting shoot. It was, um, my first shoot was for New Year's for 2020. As harsh as yeah. that, that dramatic year was. But um it, you know, so it was exciting to be, you know, the New Year shoot too. So I knew I was going to be the first scene of the year, which kind of amped me up too and made me very excited. And yeah, so it was just great. We had, you know, obviously I wasn't drinking it, but, you know, poured champagne all over myself. And so then I just felt like, I just felt glamorous and glamorous and slutty at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that, um, what people don't understand when you when you're shooting, and this is whether you're pro or even once you decide to shoot proish, um, angles, working the camera. Um, what's some of the things with that first scene? Because it was your first boy girl scene. What's some of the things that you learned from that first scene that took you to the other scenes that you had did after that? That you learned that you have to be on camera and and the whole night, and also the misconception of being the person in front of the camera versus behind it. So one thing that I will say is definitely that I end up, sorry fans, if I'm spoiling any magic here. (laughs) But even from working behind the camera, obviously I, I, I wasn't sitting and watching like entire scenes get filmed all the time. I'd be kind of in and out. So when yeah. you when you see the scenes from you know a fan view perspective, you just think it's like oh it's just them constantly fucking back to back and switching positions and it's just nonstop for thirty minutes of just straight fucking. It's not actually like that. It's a lot of start and stop. Um, is a lot easier. The, like for female talent over male talent is a lot easier. Male talent you need to stay hard throughout all of that stopping and starting, which you know, I, I give props to 
but that was one of the things that was very different for me was that kind of that, okay, let's take some stills in this position. Okay. Now we're going to fuck in this position for this many minutes and then we're going to stop and then, okay, now let's change completely reset. That was a little bit different. Um, and just also, you know, the director and the camera person who I feel terrible that I've forgotten his name right now. So apologies. Um, but you know, he really helped me to considering I was a bigger girl now. And so this was like mm. kind of the first time for me to be positioning my body in this new yeah. size after having, you know, my son, it was, she, he really helped me find ways to show off my body and mm. in a positive way and still, the camera could see everything that it needed to see and that it wasn't like my back to the camera or like my yeah. face in a way. And those were things that I, technical things that I wouldn't have known until I was in front of the camera and being taught it. And I've taken all that in and now I like, I apply that to even personal shoots that I do. Um, and then it was even easier for me shoots two and three with Pumper Pass because I already knew like what to expect and how mm -hmm. to kind of position my body. So so now after that um when did you start transitioning for your content to do more boy girl and from there how did you go about and what did the things that you look at for the guys that you might want to work with because i see that you work with a lot of the females so i see you one of the favorite ones for the girls to work with um, oh I, I love working with girls <laughs> and they're like, girls, girls, all girls are beautiful all girls are sexy there's not a female body out there that's not beautiful and sexy that doesn't deserve to be worshipped and devoured in my opinion oh um, my god but yeah, I like for, you. <laughs> I like for male you. talent honestly it's kind of a vibe thing for me if you're very pushy if you contact me and your way to approach a shoot is to dive into trying to do some form of sexting or dirty talk right off the bat. That's kind of a bit of a, a an off put for me. Mm -hmm. um, I like, you know, I don't want to get to know you in the sense of like, we need to have, you know, three hour conversations on the phone or anything like that, but introduce yourself to me formally. Let me know, you know, who you've kind of shot with in the past, what kind of content that you want to do. You know, be professional about it. Don't mm -hmm. come and message me. I want to fuck you because you're gorgeous. Let's make a let's make contact. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> sounding a bit fan like right now, and I don't do fuck fans. So like, oh, yeah, kind of yeah, like the way that I, I look at it. Yeah, because um, one okay, let's keep it. We keep it one hundred on my damn show. Always, because we don't pull no punches because we rather give it the real than the bullshit. We just get a little bit more candid in the premium smoke room. So I got to put the premium smoke room out there for y'all people, the subscribers. Um, the thing, here's, here's the thing. You, your first boy-girl scenes, for the most part, was with Plumber Pass. So okay. you just didn't work with the average dick. You work with cachet dick. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And when I'm, I'm a firm believer in this, being in this business 15 years, 20 years, you know, it, it add on to that five, five extra years before I was talent, that iron sharpens iron. You prefer to work with established male talent because they bring a different vibe to the set and knowledge that an average individual just don't. 
So because yeah. you work with the best, the best of that shape, how you pick the guys that you fuck on camera? Um, slightly, yes. I could, and uh, in the sense that I was very, I was a lot more cautious with you know who I even approached. Um, so, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to, you know, one of my favorite male talents to work with is Hectic Desires. Um, I yes, love that's my, he, he's, he's, he's a friend of the show. That's my boy. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and it's mostly what, besides the fact that he's a great fuck, he's, you know, very professional and he holds himself to a high manner with, you know, just with the way that he's presented and the way that people see him and just, he's easy to talk to and he was easy to work with and he was never pushy. And I think that made a big difference for me. And so like, that's kind of, you know, the, the way that I, that I go about it. It's not necessarily always a follower thing. Right? Some people think like male talent, they've got less than a certain number of followers. They can't be legitimate male talent. But when you think about, you know, the way social media treats anyone in the industry that you could have had 80,000 followers two weeks ago your account yeah, got and, taken and, and I just might not have known that 80,000 follower account yeah and, just, and, 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 true, and truthfully women going to gain more followers than men anyway because yeah. you can be a great male talent shot with everybody and have like 2,000 fucking followers it's yeah. just you can't you can't really use you can use following when it comes to women but you the same criteria that you might use for a woman you can't use for a man to a certain extent yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, because I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, are you okay? <coughs> oh, yes. <coughs> My listeners know this is the smokers' lounge. So, some <laughs> of us and the guests do smoke. So, if you hear me cough, it's because I didn't hit some good ass weed. There we go. It's a good, it's a so good you, cough. <laughs> we, 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 we 420. This ain't COVID cough, no. <laughs> now, now, what I was saying was, um, so with you, how often do you shoot your content? And, um, and what prevent you make for your content to shoot? So when it comes to like shooting solo stuff, I'm a, I do a lot of cam um, more than shooting content. So I cam on stream mate. That's one of my, my main things to do. I love camming. I love having that live session because I do have a lot of fetish fans still. That is one of the, like the, my primary content, even though I've moved into boy girl fetish is still the dominant winner leader when it comes to the content that I produce. Um, especially cuckolding because I do come with my husband from from time to time. So um, oh, okay. I have that's one of my my main things is I do actually a cuckold package. Um, and so what that is is I will sell either like panties or stockings or something like that that I've actually been came on by my husband. Mm. Um, I will shoot that custom clip of the actual um, panties or, or stockings being cut, uh, came on. And then I will mail the panties to the customer or the stockings and then send them their custom clip. And then we will do a live cam session and I'll actually have them clean them while on cam. And so 
my cut fans love that and just doing a few of those sessions a month Mm-hmm. And it sets me up for the month where everything <laughs> just where what I feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, I'll do some solo stuff, a lot of custom stuff. It really, mm-hmm. um, I've did cosplay, some cosplay solo mm-hmm. work from time to time. But really, my setup is just a finding time <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know, with COVID happening, my husband is now permanently working from home. And then I have my three-year-old who is only in daycare for a certain amount of hours in the day. <laughs> so it makes my shooting window like a, I have like a two to three hour time to like get set up and then like knock out as much shooting as I can. Mm-hmm. So it's very meticulous and time specific. So if I miss that time slot, then I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not shooting today. I try it again tomorrow. So then I do, you know, I do my little side hustle because I, you know, I went to school. I got my master's degree for a reason, and that was in Japanese linguistics. So I do yes. translation uh, gigs on the side sometimes. And so one <laughs> of the cool things that I get to do is I, right now I, I can't really talk too much about the title because of NDA contract, but yeah. I'm actually um, doing the subtitles for a hentai right Ooh. now. Okay. Yeah. So, so I end up still I end up still finding work that's related to the industry. It's just once again sometimes the back end side of it instead of front end. And I like having that mix up because mm. you know that way I always stay busy and I always stay. Yeah, because money. you're 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 a different breed here. Because like I said, it's very rare I talk to somebody that has touched every part of the game. Either the fact that you are, you know, translating Japanese <laughs> into a English for a porn game for the most part or a cartoon or what have you you know what I'm saying to you doing content now with that being said which brings me in a great segue to the favorite part of the show that everyone loves you know what it is this is the part of the show where the pussies go dry the dicks go limp let's talk about the business this is what we talk about the business the shit that no one really want to talk about now with you because for what, I, for what I heard is that you don't do a lot of boy girl content. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is because you're not dependent upon it or necessary. It's more of an icing on the cake, more so than the ingredient. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that gives you advantage on one? Does it make your boy girls even more special when you do them because of the way that you're doing things? versus if that was a part of the ingredient of the cake yes in the sense that i get to do it when i want to do it and pick who it is that i want to do it with and it be more of a a a specialty like a treat Mm. instead Mm. of it being like a a necessity for me to be able to make my goals for the month um like no you know no shade or hate to anybody who loves doing boy girl all day every day but you know i i also like to go home at the end like be done at the end of the day and fuck my husband for fun i don't necessarily (laughs) want to be exhausted you know exhausted because i've been ragged all day every day four times out of the week where i just like hey baby i I really my pussy hurts i I don't want to do it today And, and i don't have that situation because i do get to be more selective or even going to things like conventions and things like that i feel like sometimes people 
go to cons with the with the mindset of I need to get as many shoots as possible. And so then they end up being disappointed when cancellations and things like that happen. I actually go about it the other way. I tend to not really line up a bunch of stuff. I just, if it happens, it happens. I go to the convention for the reason of either meeting fans or just getting to see my industry friends that I don't get to see very often because we're all spread apart so far. So that kind of allows me to just go into it in the mindset of just enjoying it and having fun and it not being all business. Um, And I feel like that's not the case for everybody because. Well, I mean, because when you think about it in your situation, especially your situation, you your main money is not made from content. Your main money really is made from camming. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 the fetish trade. So, and I always said this: for a woman to make money in this business, she has to do one or two things. Well, I mean, to make money in this business without having to fuck a dude or suck a dick. You know what I'm saying? It, we talk attached to a dude. Let's make that very clear yeah. because you either do extreme fetish. Or you a strong cam girl. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah. Because camming is a different animal than that of content. Yeah. And plus, it's more work than that of content because you got to compensate for the... The one advantage with content is you get more of a percentage. With camming, you don't get the majority of the percentage. So you have to work it in a different way and it's way more harder because now it ain't just you just fucking know you got to talk him in the building yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's one of the things that i think i like about camming on streamate versus camming on other campsites and i know some girls who love you know sites like chatterbait mfc uh cam soda where it's token based i i like streamate because those fans who join streaming cams, they know, like, if I want to see it, if I want to see, you know, you're, if I want to see pussy, if I want to see insertion, if I want to see any of that, I need to be in private or I need to be in an exclusive chat with you because mm-hmm. that's just the rules of the way that streaming is set up. And I feel like that kind of allows it. I go in with that expectation of, you know, I'm either going to make really good money or I'm at least going to get a couple of new people at least from the fetish side that want to do more of that custom based work. And then that custom based work then is what finish is that whipped cream on the top of it all. <laughs> Cause that's like that, yeah. that extra nice, nice cash flow. And so that's one of the, the ways that I, like, I kind of feel like that's why stream eight works better for me in that sense is because the fans have that expectation of, I'm not going to get a free show versus with, you know, things like, chatterbait where it's token based you do get those people who just kind of linger around hoping that somebody else will eventually fork up enough tokens where you'll you know you will get completely naked or you will go ahead and start playing with your pussy and that's you know I don't like that. (laughs) You want to see it, like especially for someone who's very who's came from you know mostly femdom based stuff. If you want to see it, you're gonna pay for it. This this pussy ain't great, and that's kind of the the mindset of which i go for it even i've tried messing around with only fans i have a loyal fans because a lot of fed 
British stuff, like, because that stemmed from clips for sale, then created loyal fans. So I do have a loyal fans, but um, OnlyFans, Fansly, that's not really working for me too much. It's too 24 mm-hmm. 7. You've got to be always on it. Like, mm-hmm. I, as you can see from my social media, I, I have a life outside of this. So I'm not always on it 24 <laughs> 7. I don't have the time to do that with like an OnlyFans or a Fansly. I just don't. And so, see, like, those kind of things don't work for me. Yeah, because, see, to be honest with you, it's like everyone jumped on OnlyFans because it was just a social media, the the popping thing. But it to me, it didn't fit everybody's way of making money. Because, one, with OnlyFans, Cameron, it kind of, you, you can't, how can I put this? With streammate, you might can catch scragglers or people that just jump from room to room. You can't do that yeah. with OnlyFans. You 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 have to literally draw the people in for your live. Yeah. You know, period. Um plus on top of that, it's content based. So, and I kept saying this, not everybody made money that millions off that content, you know, yeah. period. especially after when they made sure that that paywall was regulated. <laughs> when it wasn't regulated, girls can get off because they can charge a lot. But 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 like I said, it's just but camming is a different beast because I mean how what how often do you cam? Like and and what's your hours? Do you cam like maybe two hours a day, eight hours a day? What I tend to cam, I'll cam two hours a day, uh, five days a week. I do treat it like a Monday through Friday because then the weekends, I'm I'm off on the weekends. That's family time. Everybody's off. Everybody's home. I do stuff with the family on the weekend. So I definitely treat it like a Monday through Friday. Um, so Wednesdays and uh, Fridays, I'll actually cam during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I cam from the hours of one to four. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll cam at night after everyone's asleep. And it's just me. And sometimes the hubby will come with me then on the Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And so um, then those shows can be sometimes then just a straight boy-girl show or a femdom show if he's feeling frisky and wants to switch. Yeah. Um or, you know, like I said, I, I do my cuckold show. So then I'll tend to book those privates on those on those mm-hmm. two days. Um, and I'll do that then in the evening from like uh, an 11 to 1. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, see now what I hear is she has a schedule. Yes. <laughs> she has a schedule. She has a schedule. <laughs> you know, and um, that's interesting because talking to like, like, Two of the, the families I talked to from Romania. Um, that's one thing that I noticed that one, they work, they they work the studio, they work in the studio and they work at like a regular job eight eight hours a day, what have you, clock in, what have you. One runs one. But they spoke to having the schedule, you know, and and how it was beneficial. Cause I see with you, because you have trained your fans, because I tell people you have to train your fan base. People don't understand that. 
Yes. Yeah, so I don't even need to post like, you know, I can post, I sometimes will post on Twitter when I'm going live, but sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll just go. And it's because my schedule has been that consistent. Like, of course, sometimes I've taken breaks. I've had family stuff that's occurred. I've had to take, you know, time off for a few months at a time, things yeah. like that. And so when that happens, you know, one thing that I have is I use why not mail um, mm. shout out to Jay and all the why not team. Um, and I actually have a mailing list and email. And so I will send out a monthly email automatically. <laughs> like I have it set up automated. All I do is edit the content that's within the email and it goes out. And so if I do need to take a break or if something's occurring where I am going to be out for an extended period of time, I will let my fans know via that mail. And that, you know, a lot of those fans, a lot of my older friends that are into fetish, they don't necessarily want to be on Twitter or those kind of social medias because they don't want to run the risk of being caught or someone finding out that they're following a bunch of femdom, like adult stars. Um, So having that email set up is easier for them because then they could just check the email and delete it and go from there. So that works out for me. And that gives them then that clear expectation of, yes, I'm going to be on my regular schedule for the month. So then they know, okay, she's going to be here these days. See, and I have see, my see, calendar in there. Consistency, because I think I tell girls, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to go eight hours strong for webcam unless you choose to. If you play it right and you entertain them right and give them enough variety within that cabinet, what you're doing, you can do it to, you know, saying two hours a day, but yeah. and treat it like you would <clears throat> just like with my podcast, like clockwork, it drops at 10 a.m. every day, whether it's the premium smoke room or whether it's the regular podcast. And it's to give them that regularity that even if you forget to promote that you're going on, they know that you're going on anyway because they'll sit yeah. there and check just because. Yeah. Just because. It was like, oh, yeah, Tuesday, she she comes on at five. Let me go check her. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> or even like with Clubber Pass, it's like I know they, they update three times a week, so I just go just to go look, just to see who's up there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like when you become a part, this is what people don't realize. Webcaming, podcasting allow you to be a part of somebody's routine. And when you become yeah. a part of their routine, that's when you get their money. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly correct. Yeah, most definitely. So with that being said, I know you plan to do more boy, girl, or what have you. What's some um um because well, I, I'm gonna get with you on this girl, girl. Well, actually, no, hold on. With the girl, girl, it's kind of like, um, is it more of content or is more of fetish or is more of camming? When you with the girl, girl. So with the girl, girls, actually a mix. So I've cammed with other female performers. Um, I've shot content scenes with other female performers. Um, I actually, you know, one of my favorite scenes with Plumper Pass, I actually had a threesome with um, Milan and then Brianna with Brie uh, okay. Carlo. And she's like my bestie, my right or die. I love that culture. Yes, <laughs> yes, she cool. She cool as so- hey, I like her. That's my old and, you know, so even though I see her all the time, <laughs> she's such a good friend, just shooting that, that, uh, that pro scene with her was like my favorite. Cause it was like, there was real love there because I have yeah. real love. For her. Like if I, and you know, I also, I'm like, if I wasn't 
Okay, I'd probably try oh. to watch. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and then Jeez. yeah, I, and then femdom stuff with with other female performers always does well. Guys who like to be dominated by women, what's better than that? Being dominated by two women. <laughs> like that. Uh, but yeah, so when it comes to when it comes to, I'm a lot more relaxed and open with who I'll work with, female talent wise, than male talent. I, yeah. you, you can DM me and be like, "You're gorgeous. I want to shoot content," and I'll reply, "Okay." <laughs> well, I mean, because like I said before, it's kind of like like I tell people, it's the how can I put this? It's the way that <clears throat> you set up your business. Yeah. And it's your brand because it's like I tell it females are scared to stick to their brand in a lot of cases. And because of pressure, because of what have you. And let's say, for example, like you might have a pressure for more boy girl. Speak to sticking to your brand and the importance of it. Because it seems to me that you're your brand is camming girl girl with a touch of boy girl every now and then. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah. You know, and you have other ways that you make money that doesn't even involve content or the camera. So speak to sticking on brand to where you don't veer for what works. When it comes to sticking on brand, like for me, sticking on brand just makes things easier. I, I'm at a point in my life. I mean, I'm going to be 32 this year, which sounds, you know, still young, but you know, I'm at a point, I'm at, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have the time or or capacity to be able to do like a full rebrand, right? Like if I wanted to if I wanted to completely change from the norm, I'm at risk of losing, you know, the livelihood that I've built for myself. Cause you never know with a rebrand, it's a risk. It could go either way. So mm-hmm. for me, that, that consistency allows me to see this more as like a salary. And so I feel like building, like being on brand and building your brand allows you to kind of build an empire enough to where you can have what people like to say is passive income in that sense of where I I can be reliant on my fans. I trust in my fans and my fans then can be reliant on me, which then turns it into a bit more of like a partnership. I have a partnership with my fans, a relationship with my fans in that sense of, I know they have my back and they know that I'm going to give them what it is that they need because that's just how it's been for so long. Mm-hmm. I will say the difficult time for me or where I felt more off-brand was first coming back after having my son and coming back with my new body it there were a few fans that I did lose that liked me slimmer more toned and and weren't a fan of the new curvy body and you know I thought to myself I could go to the gym bust my ass for hours on end and and get myself there but you know you always I was also a new mom and I had to ask myself like, okay, well, there's only so many hours in the day. (laughs) So like, where do I want to devote my time to? And I was comfortable. I felt that I still looked beautiful and that I looked good. And if I was confident in myself and I was like, okay, let me make this new brand work. And and two, a lot of females don't realize is that the BBW game is popping. 
Yes, it's, it it's, is. It's 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 it's, it's popping. People don't realize that. It's just mainstream porn just don't want to recognize it. And that irritates the living hell out of me. The fact that there are award shows that some have a BBW category, some don't, but the ones that don't, they never have any BBW nominees in there. It's just all, you know, fit, skinny, mainstream. You may have someone who's a little thicker, but no, no one that's like our size. And then those award shows that do have their own category, then that's the only category that you're going to be potentially picked for. And so then... All of our community then is all battling against each other for that one, like one of those five spots in that category. And, you know, we, thanks to, you know, we there is the BBW Awards, but yeah. even that's not as big as, you know, other award shows. And, you know, right, I can also understand why, because then it's very specific to just one community. And I feel like at this day and age, where we're at, the number of different body types and people that are out there, like we have to do a better job of expanding on those categories and making our industry more inclusive to one another and, and different body yes. types. Yes, because I'm, uh, you talking to a dude that cut his tooth and made his bread with BBW. So, <laughs> but, it, but also, it also got pigeonholed in a lot of ways because sometimes when I talk to a smaller model, do you sure that you want to shoot with me? I might not be your type. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you, Anna. <laughs> I'm, and that, I'm, but that man. also happens on the other that also happens on the flip side with male talent too though yeah. where they'll shoot with bbws in the beginning of their career and then once they get to a certain status and they, they no longer shoot with bbws <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, like hey, bro, i just saw you with a big girl the other day what are you talking about <laughs> but see yeah. but see but see it's that but see that's why i tell people the industry is still conservative they still looking at the 1980s. That's is the hope the golden day was. You sniff cocaine and and and, and they, they could do whatever the hell they you know it, it it was a certain look that they wanted. And they still yeah. been holding to because a lot of them motherfuckers grew up in that era, was running the business in that era, and they still run the business now. Yeah. So yeah. it's just that that's why I said is you see more variety on that's why they hate. That's why they hate the OnlyFans. That's why they hated the content era, the content creator era, as we want yep. to yep. so called. Um, because it took the attention away from them and the norms that they wanted to portray on the world, what point is been taken away. Because I'm sorry. Because yeah. I like I said with you, I was like, dang, she. <laughs> she don't do a lot of boy girl I see so I was like yeah she might be really killing it on the cam side of things <laughs> yeah you know but I like it that way I like that my, my boy girl content is kind of like a, a nice little rarity <laughs> like diamond that you can get every nice every once in a while <laughs> it's like a, a little treat <laughs> now I'm going to ask you this if, how extreme are you interested in going with the boy girl as in, are you um, looking to do a game bang in the future? Uh, one, of course, will be under your control. Um, are there any talents that you actually have been spotting and been like, I wouldn't mind working with him if he ever stepped to me? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, because um, be it that it's now special sauce, I know that you're going to do some special shit with it when you actually do it. 
Yes. So I do have plans. I, I do want to do at least I, one, like, boy, boy, girl threesome. I I don't know. I've been on the fence on whether or not I wanted to do anal boy, girl. I kind of, I feel like that would definitely need, the only way that I would do anal would be a pro shoot and a pro shoot only. I don't see myself doing anal boy, girl, just for content uh, and it's like for trade. That's not going to happen. The question is, do you do anal in your noble sex life? Yes, I do. Okay, but the okay, only okay. way I'm going to do anal on, on, on camera is going to be if it's in a if it's a professional shoot because the amount of prepping and the amount of yeah. work that goes into that that's gotta that's gonna have to be a, a professional shoot. And the same thing for if I was to do a gangbang, like mm. I would want that to be a professional shoot, and I would. I would be down to do a gang buying or I would like to, what I would like to do for content wise would be an orgy though. A nice, all like girls, boys, a big ass, crazy orgy, orgy of content. Yeah. Orgies is fun. So, so I'm not going to hold you up much longer, Miss Lady. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> I have to bring you back and I always bring people back, you know, on a regular basis, what have you. Definitely want to bring you back on the premium smoke room. There's a lot that we didn't even get to talk about that I wanted to ask you. So with that being said, can I call you a smoke buddy? Yes. I'd be more than happy to be back. You can have me back anytime. No doubt. You heard it, people. Miss Miss May will be back, and we'll definitely have her in the premium smoke room. So you go ahead and subscribe now. <clears throat> Six premium podcast for you to listen to and you'll get to hear on one of them as well as the lounge again so with that being said miss lady tell everybody where they can spend money on you so you can definitely come and join me on cam you guys all just heard my schedule so i'll be on streaming and just search lennox may you'll find me there um or if you want to go ahead and check out my scenes you can go to many vids slash lennox may and i also have my loyal fans slash lennox may and then you can always find me on twitter if you get lost at at underscore Lennox underscore May. There you go, people. So you know how we end this all day, every day, people. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, mama. You have a wonderful Thank day. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day and happy Father's Day. Thank you. No lie, this is the best dispensary in Oakland. They have a wide range of flour and eight starting as low as 15 bucks. Have a Heart is the premier recreational cannabis dispensary in Oakland. They carry only the best California produced flour, cartridges, pre-rolls and more. If you need help ordering, their dispensary staff is extensively trained to answer any and all questions you may have and help you find the best weed products specifically for you. They have great in-store options as well as in-store pickup where you order online and skip the line. They deliver cannabis to Oakland, Emeryville, Berkeley, San Leandro, and Alameda. They're located at 709 Broadway in Oakland, 94607. Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Great shop, great selection, great price, great people, great vibe.